You're listening to a special podcast produced by UMFM 101.5 in partnership with the Winnipeg Folk Festival, running Thursday, July 6th through Sunday, July 9th at picturesque Birds Hill Park. Winnipeg Folk Festival is a celebration of people and music that has been one of North America's premier outdoor music festivals for over 40 years. I'm Michael Elves, host of Thank God It's Free Range, and this episode spotlights William Prince. No stranger to Winnipeg audiences, the Juno Award-winning singer-songwriter has had an incredible year that saw him play the Grand Old Opry and release the new album, Stand in the Joy. Prince will be kicking off the Winnipeg Folk Festival with a performance at 6.30pm on the main stage on Thursday, July 6th. For a full lineup, a complete list of set times, to purchase tickets, and for more information on the Winnipeg Folk Festival, visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca. With the curtains drawn I said it'd be a shame if we Didn't take some time to see Tanqueray On your lips than mine Tattoo of cheap red wine Tracing the smile on your face Can I meet you one town over so my ex-husband doesn't see That'd be just the thing to get him riled up going round Making all sorts of new trouble for me And I just, I just couldn't leave you alone there Lost in some little town So I said Give your heart a shake and come with me now Tanqueray on your lips than mine Tattoo of cheap red wine Tracing the smile on your face Tattoo of cheap red wine Tracing the smile on your face
How's it going, William? Oh, Michael, I'm well. Yourself? I'm nice doing good. You. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, we're recording this just fresh off of May long, and we had some really great summer weather. So uh, I'm I'm feeling more in the in the folk fest vibe after a nice uh, sunny sunny weekend. That's for sure. Definitely, that's what it's going to feel like. So I'm excited to get back there too, and my family will be out. You know, uh, kind of. There really isn't a better hometown gig to be playing, you know, uh, to go play the the festival and then uh, still get to sleep in your own bed. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's really incredible. That's so great. I'm so excited. Yeah, once I realized you could, like, drive home and, like, sleep in your own bed and rather than camping and, like, wake up fresh and go back and enjoy the music, that, that changed things for me. Sure, yeah, you know, and then some people wait all year round to go live there and be in the full spirit. That's the kind of, that's the thing. I'll I'll be there all weekend. I got some workshops throughout the weekend and my family will be around. And so it's, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the place to be. Do you have details on the workshops you're doing already or do you know kind of what, what's on the agenda besides the, the 630? I do. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it though, but they're really great. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Right on. There's some good ones. Do you get to do some covers? Uh, I don't know. No, I never do covers. No? <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. I, I was heard. curious because I know I, I'd read that, you know, like growing up, obviously you, you, you had, you know, raised in the church, but then your dad was instrumental in like handing you some Johnny Cash and making sure you kind of knew. Yeah, yeah. And if there was like, you know, a couple back pocket covers that you kept that, you know, maybe honored your father or were, you know, part of that kind of like early, early no, education? No, you know, I was kind of stubborn in the fact that I, I wanted to be known as a, a songwriter from the beginning. Mm. And so I, I like rejected the cover. I think it would have been more helpful if I had done that kind of thing. And it's neat because that music to me is like, it's the music that I, I listen to solely for nostalgia and enjoyment and, and things like that. And then to kind of like really learn, you know, behind the scenes of the TV show, how it's made, you can kind of take something from it too. I, I, I love honoring those songs. I play them at home, you know, and I'm songs I've heard so many times that uh, I can play most of them without having officially learned them. You know, it's just the music of them. So, right. Yeah. The covers thing is no, I just, I was always excited to play my own songs, and I got a new record in the world. So, well, yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be happy to sing those for Winnipeg for the first time. So, let's talk about uh, "Standing the Joy." Uh, I mean, this is you know the, the first kind of original one uh, since Reliever, I guess, right? Because you did the the gospel record in the interim. Is that kind of the? Am I getting the uh, the yeah history right? Yeah. So. Like what kind of? I had originals vibe? on. I had originals on Gospel First Nation too. Oh, that's true. You did. Yeah, yeah. You got some, some from the church and, and some from your heart. Going into this one, like, did you have a thought about kind of like what the record was going to be as a whole, or were you, was it a collection of songs that you'd kind of written in the interim? Like, how did you approach this record? Uh, it's like anything, you know. It was a continued work. Um, we're we're songwriters. We're always collecting I think and always kind of building but really it became more focused on a different kind of territory for me which was uh, joy 
truthfully, was just uh, allowing myself to be vulnerable enough to believe in the goodness of my life when a lot of it has um, been shaped around struggle. You know, growing up on the reserve and moving to the city, feeling out of place, and then you know, for for like, I feel like for the first 10 years of my career, the first decade was very much focused on what I had survived to present myself to you here today, all while trying to be validated as a songwriter, as an artist, before a First Nations artist, before any of these things. And um, it was just wholeheartedly focused, working so hard to prove myself. And whereas now it's like, now we've been blessed with some kind of success. We've been blessed with places to go and opportunities and, and far beyond the grasp that I even had for myself. So with that, it's like, you know, things are almost too good that you can't help but enjoy them and, and not have to live in that sad kind of place anymore where I was grieving the loss of my father or, you know, becoming a father myself for the first time and then, all those hard things that I've dealt with on reliever through earthly days. And then, you know, we had a world event too. So I just think these records came at the right time. And now that we're turning the page into a fresh decade, I'm really excited to just point out the joy in my life. That's my, I got engaged back in December and my, my wife to be my son, who's just, you know, he, he's, he just grows more and more, well, truly amazing uh, all the time. And I just want to show the world that there's a lot of good stuff in my life, too, because I think even with First Nations people, you almost expect that hardship. And so trying to take a foot forward where I choose joy and I'm vulnerable enough to let the good things happen to me, not always thinking they're going to go away, that's, uh, that's the legacy I want to leave to my family, is that... He was happy, and he enjoyed his life with us. And I'm really proud of these songs. I made this record with Dave Cobb down in Savannah, Savannah, Georgia, and they're, these are some of the best songs that I've, I've done to date, as it should be. So, uh, yeah, I put a lot of thought into it, and it's been collected over the years, and I didn't want to make a, a record about the time that we all lived through. I was looking beyond that because I've always had to, and... Now we're kind of catching up with the goodness around me. So Stand in the Joy is about being present in your life, having reasons to celebrate, and not feeling any guilt or shame for that. Because, you know, it's, uh, why, why not? Why not enjoy it? Why not let your family know how much they inspire you and make you feel loved, people around you? So that's what the record's about. Was there a conscious effort to like let your guard down and, and, and feel those feelings and to em embrace that joy? Like, had you wrestled with that? I think that's what I just said. Yeah. Uh, right. Like, well, I'm just wondering if there was to... like a very specific instance or something like where you caught yourself and you're like, you know what? I should just enjoy this. Yeah. It's, it's when, uh, I think it's the whole, the thing as a whole, it's like, mm. I was really hoping for, partnership and somebody to help me along the way and I, I I found a partner and and just uh you know fatherhood growing in that like my my life feels very enjoyable and so to declare it that's what the record is it's a declaration of that joy and 
and hopefully it comes across that uh, I'm enjoying the ride because it's a disservice to those, I believe, you know, still in my family dealing with the struggle, dealing with these intergenerational traumatic effects that trickle down within the First Nations, you know, community so, so readily. And it's just, yeah, we're, we're often talking about heavy subjects. And so I wanted to showcase a bit of my life. And here I am, yes, a First Nations man, living a life full of privilege uh, with a great family. And so I just said, yeah, I want to I wanna show this just as much as I'm able to talk about grief and sadness. I can also lift up the positive in my life, too. Was the recording process itself uh, equally joyful? Yeah, that's why we went to Savannah. You know, it's so green and lush and full of life down there. And working with Dave Cobb again was just really, he has a great way of bringing that that life to a record. And I brought my good friend Mike T. Kerr from Toronto down. He's just a, a really big spirit and a great a great musician who just lended his touch to the record too, like the recording of the guitars and such. So, and I was just in a really happy place. So it speaks and sings for itself, I think. Was there a specific sound you were trying to, to achieve when you were down there? Like, like, did you have kind of uh, like a resonant hum in the back of your head that you were, you were trying to get to? Like, did you, did you vibe to a certain thing that like, this is, this is what the album should resonate at? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I had colors in mind. It felt very yellow and green. It felt uh, it felt like it had this this positive kind of feel to it that I wanted to feel like standing in the sunshine, the warmth and life of of happiness. That hue, you know, um, seeing the music and hues and hearing it that way. Dave did a really great job of bringing kind of the seventies country sound to it for me i think that's what these songs spoke to him and there was a lot of great references for the record that ended up finding you know positive influence and such and the way i had them uh sequenced and the way i had written them uh they they are relatives for sure this is a whole movie it's 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 10 acts it's the whole thing together so I was, I was conscious of the beginning, the end, and the middle, and it tells the story that I wanted to tell in this time because, you know, when we were home during the past couple of years, what brought me the most joy? Like the two people I was with the most, my partner and my son. And I think it just naturally made itself out of their love, out of how they affect my life so beautifully. Um, that's what this record is. It's a real telling of, a real telling of that. You said, you know, the, the story of, of this album, you seeing it as like these, these acts, like, did you, when you were sequencing, think like, oh, this, this belongs in the, in this second act? Like, the, like, like, did you think structurally in almost like a storyboard or like a scriptwriter way? Yeah. You know, they, before they, um, they were in, in a certain way when they were acoustic at the table. And then once they were all completed, that kind of, gave a bit of a shake to the whole thing. And then it became another forward and in, intentional telling of the story that, that did align to my original sequence in a good way. And just the balance of energy. Um, I wanted it to start 
showcasing. This is like a record that's formed around a great band and uh, evolving more from an acoustic sound into this more uh, driven sound, I guess, that has has life and energy to it, I'd say. I wanted it to be balanced all the way through up into the fifth song, and then you stand up and, you know, flip the record over and then continue the journey on kind of thing. So all those things come into play before and after you, well, while you're writing them and then when they're recorded and such. So yeah, it, it pretty much all, all aligned to the way I had written the story out. So you're thinking of the vinyl and where the, the midway point is so that, you know, purposefully <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a stop? Uh, I sure, yeah. Where's the intermission, you know? How much time do people have to listen to these stories? What is an evening like when you listen to music and, you know, you, you flip the record over kind of thing and refill your drink or get a snack or whatever. And you hope, you hope that by halfway through the, you want to keep going. And I think it's a really great balanced story of all the love in my life. And it represents itself that way sonically as well. The moods and the ebbs and flows of it all. No doubt. Now, uh, in terms of you, you were talking before about like, you know, having written about trauma in the past, like, is it nice to talk about an album that brings you joy rather than an album that forces you to maybe revisit past trauma? Like, is that a a freeing thing for you as well? Yeah, it's great. I really like it. It's, uh, It's the favor I wanted to do for myself this time around. We talk about records when they come out all the time and it's nice to highlight some of the, the joy in my life. So I really love talking about it. It gives me an opportunity to talk about them, talk about my family, talk about the goodness. And I can't believe, uh, well, I can like try to be careful with that. I just mean like um, it's nice that things are working out the way you envisioned them after uh, working on them for so long. I just feel really blessed and privileged, and I just wanted to to share that, show my gratitude for it. Thank you for these moments that take my breath away still and make me really appreciate my life and how far I've come. And yeah, let's uh, let's shine a light on on some of the good things too. You know, the the uh, progression of this story. It's going to be nice to look back and say, "Hey, there was a turning point here." And, Let's see how it uh, affects our biology. Do these songs hit the same way? Um, we'll see. Is it easier to write joyful songs? No. No. <laughs> uh, it's the romance of the struggle and uh, the heavier things that I think aligns with so many people be- just because of how poorly structured the world is in taking care of its citizens for the most part like um everybody so many people i should say i don't want to generalize but struggle with depression and anxiety and there's almost a romance with how we cope with those things and our vices our our addictions working through our traumas together everybody's pretty hurt and sometimes like aligning that hurt with other hurt feels good I think there's remedy in trying to take ourselves out of that because I always live in an anxious world. I I was raised in that situation where things weren't stable and I wished for that. 
Um, and so I always found solace in music that made me feel like I, I wasn't alone. Um, yeah, you, 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 you're never going to outrun the whiskey. <laughs> That's like the, the troubadours thing. It's, um, it's nice to step out and be vulnerable and explore new territory. That's what writers are always trying to accomplish. I think trying to put voices and words and music to new territory, new feelings. And for me, this was a great study in, in happiness and choosing joy. It's a choice really. Cause I could choose to stay in the place where I feel most comfortable. And that's sometimes the chaos of being sad and lost and, you know, if there isn't something to worry about, what do I really have to do today? And you realize that that's like a traumatic coping mechanism. That's a self-sabotaging control thing. And that's what I've learned in therapy. That's what I'm trying to unlearn in therapy. And by expanding my knowledge and listening to others and their struggles, that's, that's what the artists do, I think. And so for me to explore joy and happiness was a choice and it was, uh, it became easier once I put it into practice, lighten up, lighten your heart and smile and enjoy the laughter and love around you. I'm so fortunate. I, I have a partner who chooses joy quite readily and I have a beautiful son who inspires me. So no shortage of inspiration. It's just about bottling it and putting it on the paper. I'm always doing that anyway, collecting pieces of things. So. Yeah, this is, uh, these are the particles that are raining down and speaking through my my DNA, my body, my my vibrations, all those things. Right. Well, I have no doubt you'll be standing in the joy when you're on the main stage on uh, on that Thursday night, kicking things off at the Folk Fest. Before I let you go, William, I want to get you to tra- pick a track off the record we can play for listeners. And if you have a reason why you're picking that one or an anecdote, but we'd love to hear that. Yeah, do only thing we need. You know, I want to shine some light on that one. I love this song because it reminds me of a time when we were home uh, where I was waking up early, you know, really beating the day to the start. And I just have all this great time to collect ideas and not be on my phone and just, you know, think of moments past and people I love and how I couldn't see them at the time and uh, how how precious that, that resource really is when you think about it, when, when we couldn't be with those that we loved. And then, uh, the idea of, Oh, that's time we, we don't get back. And I wish we could be together, you know? Um, so this one is, is a, an, an ode to that and those we love and a reminder to just, uh, put your value into the time we have with those we care about. Perfect uh, message as folks head to Folkfest, for sure. Uh, William, thanks very much, and uh, congratulations on the new record. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Talk to uh, see you this summer, maybe. In the morning, just before the sound awakes Mother Nature walks naked in the street And it's been some time since the sunshine rose In the same time zone Feeling like I haven't 
slept in weeks Running scared, chasing memories Brother, don't drive fast Hard enough to see you as it is When you do come back, maybe it'll be more like it was And time will be the only thing we need Time will be the only thing we need Can you feel the winter coming? See the clouds rolling All of the leaves return to seeds on the ground Swear I heard the reaper rumbling Something in my side again All that will be's already done All that will be's already done Brother, don't drive fast Hard enough to see you as it is When you do come back, maybe it'll be More like it was And time will be The only thing we need Brother, don't drive fast I'm Michael Alts, and you've been listening to a special podcast spotlighting William Prince, who will be performing on Thursday, July 6th at 6.30pm at the Winnipeg Folk Festival. To hear more featured artists, visit umfm.com, and be sure to visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca to get tickets to this great event running July 6th through 9th at Birds Hill Park. 